everyone. Thanks for listening today. Today I'm talking about understanding the Enneagram. I absolutely love, love, love with a capital L anything that has to do with personality tests. I think that they are fascinating and I love seeing how different personality tests correlate and correspond with one another and what certain personalities look like in say an introvert versus an extrovert. So naturally when the Enneagram came out, I was totally obsessed and all for it and finding out all the different ins and outs about the Enneagram and what makes it unique compared to other personality tests and how it relates to other personality tests, how it relates to other personalities. So I wanted to give you my inside scoop on understanding the Enneagram. So I think the first thing that I'll share to you today is something that a friend of mine told me, shout out Michaela, thank you so much for your wisdom in the Enneagram. If someone knows more about the Enneagram than I do, it is definitely Michaela. But Michaela, when I was first taking the tests and I was, you know, sharing, oh, I heard heard about this new personality test, the Enneagram, and I'm getting ready to take it. And she told me like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, but just so you know, be really mindful when you're taking that test and be really honest when you're taking that test because it's natural, especially for Christian girls to tend toward the helper personality type. And so how it works with the Enneagram is if you're not familiar with it is each Uh, There are a set of nine numbers and each number uh, represents a different personality uh, type. So the nine types are number one, the reformer, who's often known as the perfectionist. Number two, the helper. Number three, the achiever. Number four, the individualist, who is often known as the artist or musician. Number five, the investigator. Number six, the loyalist. Number seven, the enthusiast, who is also known as the class clown. Not in a derogatory way, but in a very endearing way. Number eight is the challenger. And number nine is the peacemaker. So... When I took that test, before I talked with Michaela, I did get number two, the helper. But after speaking with Michaela, I took that test again and was really honest and found out that that my type is not the helper type. I am a number one, the reformer or the perfectionist. And I think that a lot of, that comes from taking this test is to be able to understand who you are and to own that. Like that there's no, no right or wrong with these. It's just you, part of your makeup and part of who you are and you can be able to own that. And it's okay if you're not a helper or if your personality type does not tend toward being the helper because I think a lot of times the helper 
especially for us Christian ladies out there, the helper is kind of the idealized personality trait or Enneagram type that you want to be. But I think that if you were to look at all of those, you would see the different strengths and the different weaknesses that each one of those holds. I think something else to note on the Enneagram, which is my second point, is that it's a tool. I think a lot of people will wrap their identity around this and can use it as a crutch or an excuse. You know, it's very easy for me to say, oh, I'm a number one. So if I am nitpicking all of your work, you just have to understand that this is me being a one rather than me having grace for you and understanding that just because you do something differently than the way I would do it doesn't mean that you're wrong. So I think, yeah, again, the Enneagram is just a tool. And I think what's interesting about us as humans is we are so uh, diverse. We are so complex. We're so intricate. And I believe that that is how part of how God created us. And I, I marvel and I wonder about that and how no two people are exactly the same, even with so-called similar or so-called same personality traits, like no two people are the same. And there's just a lot of factors that goes into that. And, and I could go on and on and, and bore you to death about that. So I'm not going to do it. But um, I think that it's helpful to look at the Enneagram as something that can measure. And I think as humans, we want to be able to measure things. We want to be able to categorize things, to put things in a box, to keep things simpler. Um, it's just because I think we have so much information, we're processing so much information that this is an easy way to break that down into something that is more manageable for our minds. It's like why we have the phone numbers set up the way we do with three digits, three digits, and then four digits. It just helps us to be able to break things down more easily. And again, there's a whole lot of science that goes into that that I will not bore you with. So I think the Enneagram is just one of those things that we use to better understand ourselves, but really to better understand people and how to interact with people. And that's what makes this one so unique is it really is supposed to be used to help us understand other people. So I thought that that was cool. Um, and I think that there's a lot of questions on, well, how do I know what type I am? Well, I think I'm this, but I don't know. I took the test. And I think one of the things that is helpful and some advice that I received from my sister, who's also an Enneagram guru, is to read the descriptions, which you can find online. And there's, you know, of course, more, more than just what I gave you. There's really like paragraphs and paragraphs on um, each uh, number so you can understand a little bit more about what all goes into that personality trait. But I think the easiest thing is just to read that. And a lot of times as you're reading that, you can figure out and find like, oh, 
I think I'm a one or, oh, I have a two tendencies or whatever it may be. Now, there's a lot of people who give advice and say, don't listen to other people. Don't let other people tell you what type you are. And I think to some extent that that is true because, you know, you are you and only you can know um, truly all of those different things. But I think that it can be helpful to have that affirmation, especially when you're hearing the same thing from people over and over again. So maybe one thing to do is to read the descriptions and come up with what you think your type is and then talk to a couple of trusted friends and say, hey, I think I'm a one, here's why, and uh, hear what they say. And if you have a you know consensus from a lot of people, then you know, like that's probably your type. Or if not, then you'll be able to have those conversations of why you think that and maybe hear feedback of why people may or may not agree with you. So I think that that can be pretty helpful as you're figuring all of that out. And one of the things that I love about the Enneagram is that it has, it lists the drives for each number. And as you're looking, there's can be so much information, but I think if you're really looking at those key drives, then that'll pull out the type for you. Like me, for example, I went back and forth for a while on whether or not I was a one or a nine because I very much strive for internal and external peace, which is the nine type, the peacemaker. Um, so much so that I don't like to be in stressful traffic situations. I will take detours to avoid that, even when it's five minutes from my house, because I crave that uh, peace. But on so that's one side. But on the other side is uh, the striving for doing the right thing or wanting things to be. Um, in order or to have that right or that the justice. And as I have read the descriptions and looked at my own life and given that some thought, I realized that one is really my drive type. Like as much as I crave that internal and external peace, really uh, doing things in the right way or doing what's right is my drive. And when that doesn't happen, when things aren't done right, when I am not treated rightly, then it's upsetting and even more upsetting than having my peace disturbed. So that's kind of how I figured that whole thing out. So that's another thing to keep in mind as you are uh, reading the Enneagram. And I think something else that, that maybe I'll talk about at a later point is how all of the personality types fit together. And I'm always curious to see, you know, how a healthy nine as an introvert functions versus an extrovert or how the Myers-Briggs test would come into play with the Enneagram or, um, the Gallup Strength Finders test or other, you know, there's so many tests out there. But I just, I find all of this fascinating. And 
really as, as tools, not to be, you know, like I said earlier, the Enneagram is a tool and it's not something to be used as a crutch or as an excuse, but really as a way to understand yourself in order to better understand people and understand how to interact with people. So that is all that I have to share for you today. I hope that that has been helpful. If you have questions, I would love to hear your questions or your thoughts on this. And I will be back here for another episode soon.